0: Welcome to Fire Team Chat, everyone. I'm your host, Ty Guy Travis. Man, I feel bad for that kid. Uh anyway, we've got a great show for you today. Uh as usual, I've got my friends Paul Tassy, McClunky. And of course, Brian Malkowitz. How you doing? C
1: team. I feel like Paul's like, you know what? I give up on a catchphrase. I'm stealing Travis's. <laughs> that is exactly what
2: I'm doing. Yes.
0: <laughs> it is welcome, because boy do well. I miss yeah. saying it, guys. Boy do I miss saying it. You can um, say
2: it. <laughs> McClunky. No, it's mine now. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've got a great show, everyone. Uh, it's been two weeks since we last met and so much has happened in Destiny. First of all, we had you know the season of The Chosen launch. We had a new secret activity, some amazing uh, new Bungie news uh, that, that we're gonna get into in a little bit and a lot more. So let's just dig right in guys. Um, first, we've got uh, the story impressions. Let's just start off with what's been happening in the season of The Chosen for the past two weeks. Um, Paul, I know I've been reading your Forbes articles. You've been keeping track of the story. Uh, pretty closely what do you make of this new conflict we have with the cabal
2: yeah so in week one i wasn't quite sure what to make of it because we had that like intro cutscene scene where kaitle's just like hey like we want to ally with you but you should just bow and Zabala is naturally like no uh but in week two we got it a little more fleshed out we got some more uh, kind of voice messages from from Keitel, and she shows up to talk to osiris We now have three battlegrounds worth of dialogue where different characters are talking to each other. Um, I've I've said before that this season has like five or six people doing voice work in it, which is very unusual. So that's really kind of bolstered the story. Uh, Normally they have one or two characters really talking a season. So to have Saladin and Zavala and Kytel and Crow and Osiris and Amanda Holiday, like that is a lot of good interactions they have together. Um, I really like how they're setting up Kytel. I think she's a not relatable villain and not really a villain either like she kind of has a good idea and that we should be allied with the cabal to take on the the hive and the darkness but the problem is that we you know we're guardians we're not going to bend the knee to anyone so i think it's more of a question of semantics rather than like us being subservient necessarily but yeah it's starting off well
0: yeah i agree um how about you brian any early thoughts on the story so far
1: yeah it's it's it still feels a little like not inconsequential right because like from the day threats day that we have faced day. in the past from from for destiny it's like getting getting Kaido and just you know her just being like we wanna ally with you. But I'm also not a villain, like I am saying. It's it's inconsequential because like we fought these, we we literally killed your not not killed your dad, but you know your dad was driven away from our solar system. Your you know the leader of the Red Legion, we destroyed him and his armies, and like the remnants of them are you know joining with you on the on your quest to weirdly ally with us somehow. But yeah, I'm I mean, I, but that being said, I'm interested to see where the story goes along. You know. It, this season so far has spoken in droves on how vastly different seasonal content is when it's not paired with an expansion.
0: Right. Yeah. And do you guys have any early kind of predictions for how this is going to end? Because obviously they they seem to be hinting at, to me, a little bit like this is going to end in maybe an alliance somehow, or I don't know, maybe not. What, what do you guys think, Paul?
2: Yeah, I think it has to. I mean, we have the strike coming up in about a month or something. I assume Kaido will be the strike boss. I, I would be very surprised if we didn't fight Kaido at all. Uh, but I, I, I would guess instead of killing her, that we end up disabling her armor or making a retreat or something. And then that could be like the story camp. Like, I, I think we're going to a place where she has to like kind of respect us as equals and like understand that we don't really see it as an honor to like work under the Cabal Empress. Like we want to, if we have an alliance, we want to be allied with them. I think she'll figure that out eventually. She seems to be one of the smarter, more logical cabal leaders we've seen. Like Osiris, you know, commented like, "Oh, it's the cabal leader that shows mercy." Like that's a new one. Uh, so I think I think we will end up allied with her, but we're going to keep trolling her in her battlegrounds for <laughs> the next three months here. Uh, before that, but it it would be very strange, I think, if we just like killed her, like based on how they're setting this up, and like I think that would be a poor story decision. Uh, get, given what they the lines and stuff they've given to her, so we'll see how long it takes, but that's where I think we're going.
0: How about you Brian you think we're gonna yeah.
2: end up friends with Keitel or so elaborating
1: kind of or adding on to what Paul just said like it she doesn't uh she seems obviously like obviously she's kind of stuck in her cabal ways right the cabal they like conflict you know they eat they want what they want and they want you know and when they don't get it, they're gonna fight for it but it, you know it's in her own way um you know, having us try to prove ourselves to us. Right. And it's in the name of the strike proving grounds. And, you know, as Paul said, I think we'll fight her, but we won't kill her Say, you know, in the same vein that when we did the corrupted strike, we didn't actually kill one of the techians. We, you know, we just de-corrupted her and she was still alive. You know, we didn't kill anybody in that strike. Uh, well, the boss, but, um, so I, I think it's going to be in the same vein as that is at the end of it, you know we defeat her and she's like oh okay you know it's it's in the name of the strike right proving grounds we're there to prove ourselves to her you know even if that's not what we're trying to do we're not trying to go out of our way to prove ourselves to her so that we can ally with them because otherwise you know zavala would have just bowed um but yeah i think i think it's i think that's where it's going to go i think we're going to end up in an alliance with them but i don't know what that means for the you know how how that shapes out like the shared world in the open world, you know it's like if we ally ourselves with the Cabal, do we just stop fighting in Cabal in the open world, or do they just ignore that aspect and we still just shoot Cabal around patrol uh, patrol zones?
0: Yeah, my guess. Cabal. Yeah, my guess is they're going <laughs> to. Cabal the- are
2: now friendly units. They show up as like blue. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's a question I have about the strike. What unit do you think Keitel is? like what type of oh, unit, interesting. you know what I mean like as a boss my guess is oh. gladiator because we haven't had a giant gladiator boss yet and like I think she has a like a cabal blade but I'm mm-hmm. I'm wondering I had a gladiator had, boss
0: right we had, I don't yeah. think we've had a full gladiator boss no uh so I I could see that I I mean it could just be something similar to Gaul where there's really no like equivalent to it you know yeah it's just kind of like a, a big guy we shot at he was um, kind of a Yeah, that's true. He did have a Dawnblade. God, that fight sucked. Um, Yeah, so I'll play devil's advocate on this one. I, I think there's a pretty good chance that we don't end an alliance and that this is just sort of another... Kind of stopgap, little side adventure that doesn't that doesn't end up going anywhere. um I think that's possible. I have a hard time seeing the cabal even Keitel as you know, kind of different as she seems. I have a hard time seeing them be like, all right, I guess we're just going to be subservient to guardians because we're sure as heck not going to be subservient. It to them. be equals. Equals. This is yeah, how. I yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't even know if they would agree to doing that. That I mean, probably true though. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, the the argument that she made this week, if you guys listen to like the dialogue, um, is you know, hey, if if the guardians join us, they'll be exalted. You know, they'll be looked at as like these heroic figures within our army. uh, But you know, they they'll all be under me. That's just how the cabal think, and I'm not sure. I know I know right like it's sort of ridiculous but and then and then to uh your point Paul like I think we'll definitely be fighting the cabal either way like they did this in Halo too like the Covenant are allies but then there's like oh they're the zealots they don't agree with the you know peace treaty and they just kind of go their own way so it'll be the same thing we'll be fighting
1: okay I can see it now like like if we do align with the cabal you know the cabal that we're still shooting at like in patrol zones are like like a deviated faction of the red legion yep. right they're like no we're not doing that the last they killed the our they killed the their entire the like legion. legion we're not we, you know something like yeah. that yeah. i can see that being an yeah animal.
0: that's like an easy thing to write off uh you don't even have to put it in the game really you can just yeah. you know put it in, put it in <laughs> so- some text somewhere yeah exactly um but yeah that that's my thoughts on that um I'm, I'm glad that the that you guys seem to be enjoying the season so far though mm-hmm. in terms of story i, I think that they're they, they have kind of a compelling story and i'm actually eager to see how this one ends and i feel like it, it there's an ending that we know is coming it's sort of like uh in the season of the almighty, where we knew that thing was crashing to earth. And we knew that there was gonna be some kind of ending, right? Uh, that I feel like that this season has the benefit of that. Like we know that there's gonna be an end to this. Uh, that conflict. wasn't even and, a
2: story though. That was like a ship yeah. crashing into us. And like, we never heard from the person who was crashing the ship into us, really. It was just this ominous thing that was happening. Whereas this was a lot more kind of in depth, which I, I appreciate. Have we ever heard a Scion talk? Cause it was a scion that like initiated the uh like that i'm pretty sure there was a cut scene that a showed good, a scion they make initiate. little like gibberish noises but, yeah yeah Can i don't know if you've
0: actually heard straight up dialogue from a scion that's a good question
2: yeah someone but, in the comments will figure it out <laughs> But yeah i mean it,
0: that's that's exactly right like the season of the almighty didn't even really have a story it was just like hey something is crashing and we need to stop it so but but it still it gave like some stakes like we knew something was going to happen at the end of the season and i feel like this season we know something's going to happen at the end and i'm excited to see where that goes is um, it Called
1: season of almighty
0: i have no idea i could be oh no, season worthy right season of worthy. worthy yeah worthy. yeah that trials that's right almighty was the, the title title yeah title that's right yeah, okay who can even keep track of any of these seasons uh anyway Me, uh
2: apparently. You, yeah
0: apparently you um okay uh so, yeah so let's move on uh battlegrounds so that's sort of the new activity every season seems to have one um so far we started off with uh two and then they added a third battleground this week and it sounds like we're gonna get a fourth one next week which is on nessus i believe um so yeah that that should be uh you know it, it's I'm, I'm surprised how long they're kind of keeping this interesting and adding things but uh what are your guys' thoughts on battlegrounds uh so far as an activity that we're going to be doing for you know the next month and a half uh brian i'll say
1: this i would not be mad that when the season was over that they added these to the strike playlist Based hmm, on the fact that they, they feel idea. they themselves feel kind of like, like strikes, right. You know, the, and they, you know, they feel rewarding at the end of it. So I'd like to see them elaborate on that and bring, you know, that sort of loot system into the strike playlist. Um, but yeah, like I think, you know, from moment to moment, they, the, the, it feels like a strike mission. So it's like, it's kind of nice having them because it, you know, the strike playlist has felt dull for a long time, even though they're adding three this season, one which is already available one which is bugged and one we're not getting for like another month or something um so yeah i'm enjoying them for the fact that they feel kind of strikey um you know i don't want to say they're too difficult because they're not super difficult but you know unless you're fighting that thresher 1v1 um (laughs) i think it's a nightmare but yeah it's yeah i'm kind of liking them so far so i'm i'm interested to see how how if they start to grow stale after a while but considering you know it took a long time for strikes to f- start feeling stale themselves we'll see how these ones play out
0: paul your thoughts and and would do you agree that these would be good strikes yeah that's an
2: interesting idea i hadn't thought of it might be a little tough to blend the hammer mechanic yeah. with it but it i mean obviously we need more strikes in the strike playlist and they're about strike length so i i could see that potentially working i'd be surprised if they did that instead of staying their own playlist but i wouldn't be opposed to it necessarily uh i think there's there's a lot of good in them and just maybe a few cons, but like they feel a little more simplistic than strikes. Like there's less, there's fewer mechanics. There's not, they all kind of had the same mechanics in them. The boss with the three immunity phases, mm-hmm. these two of the bosses have a shield, things like that. However, they, in a, in a lot of ways they feel better than strikes because the enemy density, it's just, it's like non-stop fighting. It's like a strike where they cut out like all the BS essentially, like no waiting around on a plate, like shooting, three enemies every 10 seconds like Mm -hmm. as the thing charges like it is non-stop just enemies 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 ships drop pods like in in all the sections essentially um and then the final boss room is is kind of like nothing i've ever seen in destiny where they've just jammed especially when you get to like the very end with the final third of his health bar they just dump so many enemies onto you (laughs) like it's not like oh three phalanxes are coming out of the door it's like here's 15 phalanx <laughs> yeah like, just a lot of at cells like, baby you, no yeah exactly like it, it was built for stuff like that and you, even just getting to the boss to burn him is like couldn't be a pain because of all the stuff going on so that's something i really i really like about it uh right now i'm a little the grind itself is a little weird because we've, we've unlocked so few hammer charges that it's like okay you want me to run five of these to focus uh, uh an umbral engram with two perks at the end like yeah okay i don't know about that but as we unlock more stuff i think that'll get easier i know there's a hammer thing where you can get two uh charges maybe per run or something like that to reduce it still seems a little long and i feel like having you run as many as they do at a certain point you might rent, like get the rolls you want anyway before you even need to, to get to the double thing farm um mm-hmm. but I, I i really like the system overall and i think it it's it's miles better than i would say it's hunts Arrivals worthy, all of those seasonal activities. Like it it is much better than those going all the way back to maybe sundial.
0: Yeah. I would agree. Agreed. I think this is, totally. I I think this is probably the best activity since menagerie personally. Um, and I, it, yeah, I, yeah, I could see that. I love the, uh, I love the amount of combat, as you said. Um, I guess my criticism to adding them to strike specifically would be that there just isn't enough story. It's kind of very straightforward in terms of what's happening. And at yeah. the end you sort of get some bonus dialogue, but the cool thing about strikes is that you're learning about the world as you go through it. And they sort of cut that out to just be like, Hey, you're killing the cabal. Like that's what the season's about. Um, um, but in terms of just like a fun, very playable activity, and the fact that they're extremely easy to match make, you know, the, nobody has to really know anything special or work as a team. I really like; uh, it's given me a chance to sort of just like mindlessly play a Pv- PVE activity, which I'm, you know, that's not not been most of what I've been doing in Destiny, just you know, historically speaking. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um and then another thing happened this week after all of the uh you know stuff that's been going on uh, since we met last time in the season of the chosen uh we got a new kind of secret activity with an exotic uh weapon at the end. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right is it presage or I, th- I think presage. that's it. presage. I thought it was French. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> a French. Um yeah, I pre-sage. French, presage. Yeah, that's the really uh, presage. horrible presage. Say. It's probably presage. Um, yeah, so so that uh, that activity, which uh, unlocked the new spoilers, guys. We're gonna talk about this. So if you haven't done the activity, I highly recommend going into it blind. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about it here. Um, at the end, you get the Dead Man's Tail, a new scout rifle that is kind of awesome. It it's really uh, really Love good. It kind of kind of reminds me of um, of uh, that sniper rifle in Destiny One. What was it called? No land yeah, beyond. beyond. Yeah, kind of kind of reminds me of that as like a uh, a scout version of that almost. Um, but yeah, that that's really cool. Uh, what did you guys think about this activity, Paul? Uh, you know, this was a big kind of surprise. What did you think? Just
2: top notch. It's it's one of the best quests they've ever done. I, I can I can see the argument that it could be better than zero hour in whisper, uh, mostly because of uh, the story components, the lore, the atmosphere. Also, there's no timer, uh, so you can just kind of solve the, puzzle, the puzzles and stuff at your leisure. Um, that will probably change when there's a heroic version. I kind of expect a timer then. Uh, but it's fantastically done. It's li- they literally made a scorn ghost ship, and the, it is a spooky atmospheric experience. It is pretty light on combat, and yet the combat there is still could be pretty challenging. The boss in particular, if you're trying to solo it, can be uh, a little frustrating, but in a good way. Um, I, going through it blinds, like I, I did, I was just LFG in the first few minutes of the quest launching just to try and get through it. And that was a really, a blast experience. They, they have a totally new mechanic with these spores and the switches and things. And I really, really enjoyed the entire thing. And then it helps at the end that it gives you a gun that is A, new and B, actually very good. And that we can go into that in a minute, but yeah, the quest itself is fantastic, easily one of the best they've ever ever done. I I don't know if I can do a full like top five ranking order, but it is definitely up there. And it this is just on the back of the Hawkmoon quest too. So I was not expecting something quite like this, uh, this soon. And it
0: is certainly better than than the Hawkmoon quest was. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Brian, how about you? Any like highlights moments that popped out for you? Yeah, I just wanted to say,
1: first that uh, like this is like this mission is bungee at their best i think right like they do they do horror elements so well and this really shined through and it was really surprising because I, I kind of expected it going in because you know before i was able to jump in i saw that uh, i saw a tweet of them kind of teasing teasing the mission so um you know going into it it was it really like paul said just gave me that ghost ship vibe and it felt really cool to actually be in there and and explore around and and i also i appreciated that there was no timer because you can just solve all these things at your leisure but i think for me like that really the biggest highlight is dropping down that first time and seeing and like immediately going looking around going yeah this is a trash compactor like immediately going into that room <laughs> i was like i'm going to trigger something and these walls are going to close in and uh, that was really fun you know and i'm i'm, I'm glad this mission happened and The exotic rifle is really the dead man's tail is really cool i like it and these the catalyst is only going to make it better so i can't wait
0: for that to come out too yeah uh yeah i'm with you guys so for me the top moments were obviously the star wars reference uh when you get to uh you know the the, the garbage mashers uh, part, mm-hmm. i absolutely love that that was just like such a great moment for me um yeah and, and going into it blind and sort of just solving all those puzzles myself and and going through it i i loved it i i would probably say this is my favorite of their secret events even more than whisper and zero hour um i just uh, there was something how unexpected it was i guess and then just just the kind of like it, it, there was like a horror element. It kind of reminded me of dead space in a weird way, or like, mm-hmm. like going around it and trying to going. God, what is Callus up to? Like what, what experiments went on here and that sort of thing. And I'm really interested to see the story implications. Um, if I have one gripe about it, it's actually in the reward system, which, uh, you know, you get like a, a version of the exotic where it doesn't have a, it's missing some perks and then you have to rerun it to get a full version with random perks. And I thought that was kind of unnecessary, but it was very uh, necessary, yes. yeah, I, I was like, what? Like, okay, so just do it again. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, like they, as, as an experience, it was fantastic. Um, really enjoyed running it. Um, it was a weird, it was also a little weird how they introduced it, you know, going through the, uh, the arms dealer quest. I don't know if anybody here like organically figured that out like did anybody here do the nightfall i don't know
2: how people organically figure
0: this stuff.
2: <laughs> well that door is open though right because like if you go yes. to that strike
1: if you do that strike yeah. that door that's never open is open so like it, it just probably have took, noticed it yeah it, it probably took you know because you got you know you got thousands of people you know yeah. doing that and that's why that's obviously why that strike was the nightfall this week so that it would easily be figured out you know so you jump into the nightfall you're killing these enemies that you normally do and you're like wait why is that door open that door's never open you know and then you go in there and you see a bunch of enemies a big you know yellow bar enemy and you're like what the heck so you go around and kill I, I i could see it being easily figured out you know if if uh, um,
2: i guess with this many people yeah but
1: yeah, yeah so i was i've never been a
2: glance. Like, lance it was i mean it was people yeah. figured it out in like half an hour like in like, <laughs> like 1999, 1999
1: when we don't have reddit you know and we don't have all this internet like it, I, I could see it just going like over the head of so many
0: people but like next totally. issue of game informer reveals the secret quest. <laughs> exactly right <laughs> yeah. yeah uh so let's talk about dead man's tail then what are you guys thinking about that i've been using that gun in pvp and let me tell you tap tap tap. <laughs> it's great it's great <laughs> for those of you who five, are audio right? listeners oh, yeah, I getting eyebrows yeah it's yeah yeah, it's really good. If you if you get it if you get its uh its headshot multiplier up, mm-hmm. um it it's ridiculous. But yeah, I've been I've been having a blast with that gun. Um what what are your thoughts, Brian?
1: I think it's really fun. I mean, even in PvE it's fun, right? Just because not not just because it's it it it's effective, but because of the sound it makes when you trigger the uh <laughs> when you trigger times 5. I forget what I forget what it's called, but it when it when you trigger it it just you know it has that like that eagle that eagle roar or uh what do you, what do you call it no, that's Hawkmoon. Ah! it's it's the western whistle it's the western it's whistle like the, yes yeah, yeah yeah it does that it does that and it's just really cool and and you know it feels good when you get that and you can even hear that happen when you're it probably does it with hawk moon too but you can hear it when someone on your fire team gets gets the triggered effect too it just you hear that whistle and it's like <laughs> that's really cool and that you're love- like look how accurate i am <laughs> and, and then, Texmonica monica uh, machina weapons have the best reload animations so you know having that having that lever action scout rifle kind of feel like a repeater um is really awesome and i dig in the, the dig in the aesthetic of the gun as
0: well as its effectiveness cool paul any thoughts on your end
2: yeah i got i looked out cause i got outlaw on my goal and so it just <gasps> the speeds low i it's like, know it speed load it. yeah Ooh, it's it's wild um delicious with that put scout loader on stack times five cranial it's the fastest reload you can get, and it's it's so much fun. Um, fastest in the West. Yeah, literally. That's and that's how it feels. And like people have been, how long have people been asking Bungie to make a, a repeater? And like years at this point. And Here they make it is. one, and it's about as good as you could make a repeater. Like I I can't really envision how you could have done it much better than this. I've used it a little in PvP. I can already tell how good it is there. I've been using it in uh, in Nightfalls, and I was doing uh heroic Nightfalls or Master Nightfalls, whatever the thirteen thirty is, and like that was my anti barrier because mm-hmm. it uh, it just, it shreds. And especially once you get the stacks up and it, I mean, granted, that's a seasonal thing and it won't always be like that, but scout rifles have been usually one of the rotating things. So now that we can use exotics as anti-champion, that I found is a very fun you know way to use it. And just with Outlaw and just the stacks in general and just how good the gun feels, uh, I, I just love using it. I'm, I'm very tired of exotic hand cannons, exotic primary hand cannons. We have so many, but we have so few uh, exotic scouts that aren't like a million years old, like Mida and Jade Rabbit. So yeah. to get a new one like this that feels so unique and so fun is is fantastic. Like I, You can make the argument that maybe TQ's Divination is maybe the better overall weapon from its, its crowd control and it can do single target, but I don't know. It's just the fact that they have two just blockbuster amazing exotics in the first two weeks is, is kind of amazing by itself.
1: It gets plus five for style points that's why we like it more than Tiku. it's the style i think the, the ornament gives uh, it a better
2: site too it's, yeah uh, something oh yeah, it has a better about. site
1: on the ornament i gotta look into that i think thing. so i gotta it's look I gotta look into that. Um, yeah, yeah so yeah, i, I
0: think for i think for me the the my favorite thing about it is just that it is a new exotic um we we get a lot of repeat exotics and we particularly seem to get them when we're doing these secret missions they're always like rehashes of existing exotics, so it's really nice and unexpected when you reach the end of uh the secret activity and you get just this totally out of nowhere brand new exotic that we haven't seen in the game and it's a really cool one so that to it me was just like course. refreshing i knew it was yeah, that's the right first cruise yeah I i'm so you. glad it wasn't <laughs> i
1: mean we we were trained to believe that it would be right Hawkmoon yeah. quest zero hour whisper of the worm mission all of these secret missions turned out to be rehashes of old weapons so it's like Am I supposed to expect
0: a new weapon? But yeah, we got one, and it's amazing. I love it. Cool, awesome. Uh, let's move on to some other big ticket items that happened uh, yesterday. We got some crazy news about stuff that's going on with Bungie as a corporation. Um, their team is more than doubling in size over the next year or so, uh, which is crazy. So they're getting, they're adding two uh, high profile people to their board of directors. Uh, Their Seattle office is going to be more than doubling. I assume that means they're probably switching locations because I've been to that office and I don't know how much more room they could get there. Uh, And then they're also going to open a separate office in Amsterdam to deal with publishing and some other stuff that it sounds like they need help with. Um, And they're apparently doing some other stuff in the Destiny universe that isn't a video game, it sounds like, Uh, possibly a movie or who knows what else. So um, it's a lot to take in. But... Paul, what are, what are your thoughts about this? Is this a surprise to you? Um, what do you hope they do with this increased st- size? Um, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm a little surprised. Like, obviously, I like Destiny. I like Bungie. But I, I was surprised to see something on this scale. And like, yeah, video games are doing well in the pandemic and stuff. But like, you know, you're still seeing reports of, of layoffs and studio closures and stuff. And you're, what you're not seeing are these massive expansions like this. Like, you just don't really see that and well you know I'm, I'm so integrated into the destiny bubble like i think the game's fun i think it's probably doing pretty well it has to be doing like really well in terms of kind of adoption of expansions and uh the seasons and microtransactions to be able to allow for an expansion like this and they have had outside investment they got a million uh, or 100 million dollars from Netties and stuff like that but i think it's a combination of that and the game being successful uh, I'm obviously excited to see the Destiny universe kind of expand. It's kind of the hot right now thing for uh, all these different streaming services and, and movie studios to finally draw on video games to adapt. Like We had the Mortal Kombat trailer drop. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie was good. Uh, you the Last of Us is going to HBO. Like, There's a million of these things in the works now. So a Destiny project of, of some degree is not a surprise. I, I guess I'm a little surprised that they're putting a board member on for it. And Mark Knowsworthy and Luke seem like that's that's going to be their primary thing kind of going forward is, is elevating the destiny universe. So I'm very curious what form that'll take. Uh, I I think destiny could be most easily adapted as like an anime, like one of the ones we see on Netflix at Castlevania. Once you start getting into live action, I think that's harder and that raises a lot of questions about how that would work in various ways, but that would also be (laughs) exciting too. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. I'm a little, I'm also a little skeptical about live action movies, but I didn't think about that. Anime would be, dope so brian how about you what are your thoughts about this crazy expansion news so
1: it's it's interesting right because like i think for the first time in in ever maybe is if from what i'm reading it's like loose luke smith is no longer going to be the helm at the helm of destiny 2 right it show they so that he's taking the role and expanding destiny into other media Platforms, and then you got Justin Truman who's taking over as general manager of Destiny Two. So we're going to have a new lead, um, you know, taking charge on Destiny Two. So it's interesting because I am curious to see what a what a a Luke Smithless Destiny looks like going forward, um, and how much um, of Justin's influence will will start coming to fruition. You know, even though we've we've got the next two years of uh of destiny 2 you know in the bag right with you know uh witch queen this year and Lightfall next year so yeah it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see you know what they pull off and and with this expansion because we know that based on this they're working on a bunch of new ips but it's like are they gonna pour more resources into the destiny 2 game or are they taking half of those people and moving on to new ips it's it's yeah it's gonna be an interesting time ahead for bungie and it's gonna be weird to see all that play out but i mean hopefully this is for the benefit of us all in making bigger more content
0: yeah and it looks like they're doing a little bit of column a and column b in terms of mm-hmm. you know new stuff versus building on the old obviously as destiny fans we all hope that destiny is here to stay for a while uh and that they'll continue to build on it but it i am glad like it, is. it sounds like it is it's yeah, yeah be I mean, a lot of would...
2: confidence that it is like i don't know yeah. why they would be doing any of this if they weren't planning to keep committing to destiny for the indefinite future, like this, this almost guarantees stuff beyond Lightfall now. In, in my I sounds like, 100% this sounds like great. big
1: picture, long haul stuff, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. it's like, hey, we we want to expand Destiny just outside of video games, and it's like you know this is our way because you know the community has 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 been vocal about Destiny since launch. It's like, hey, we want more story content. We want more story content, right? And it's like it, they have you know, bungee is in a a a weird spot because it's like hey we got to satisfy your your insatiable hunger for good game content um but we have to spend a lot of resources on just these gigantic um you know cinematic expansion story content that hey maybe maybe they can offload some of that onto these other media platforms while bringing us like these you know these really good pieces of content that just keep us engaged rather than just these these huge um story arc campaigns. So
0: yeah. And I, I agree with you, Paul. Like I think a lot of us thought when they announced three years of destiny, like obviously they were committing to three years, so they weren't, you know, saying goodbye, but it sort of gave the impression with a lot of high-profile people moving off of the destiny project like okay maybe they're moving on to their next thing and bungie is not the type of company that's afraid to walk away from a golden goose right like they walked away from halo they're this is kind of what they do they build huge franchises and then they go all right we conquered the world let's do it again right like they're they're very bold um and so i i kind of expected that but i think you wouldn't be building an expanded universe for destiny if you didn't plan on continuing the games like that just doesn't make sense to me so i think they're you know destiny's definitely here to stay and this is really surprising but also great news for us as fans and i I guess not that surprising in retrospect like you said paul they got they got some money uh they did the game pass deal i assume that that was huge they also did a stadia deal which i mean google's got money that i mean i I mean stadia obviously didn't work doesn't seem like it's working out but i bet you it worked out for bungie i I also think the
2: difference here between this and halo is that this is theirs this is like fully theirs like they left microsoft and they could not take Halo with them, probably unless they paid Microsoft a bazillion dollars to to get sure. it. So mm-hmm. Destiny is something that they have built from the ground up. And that's why I don't think they would want to let it go. And I think I, I've said this before, but I, I think they want to be like Blizzard. Like back when Blizzard was like very good. BlizzCon's going on like as we record this. And like Blizzard in its heyday, you know, Starcraft, Diablo, uh Warcraft and out and then Overwatch, like it had these big franchises that, you know, supported all these different games at the same time. I think Bungie wants to be able to do that with more than one IP. And I don't blame them for that. And I think that's a good long-term growth plan because you can't just like expand your studio and then only make kind of nonstop content for a single game. Uh, even even as much of a golden goose as World of Warcraft was for Blizzard, they were still working on two or three other franchises at any given time, even though they could have just rested easy in, on on Warcraft alone. So I think that's the ultimate long-term plan here, but it is very long-term because they're talking about the, the next IP not being out till 2025 so that yeah that probably going to be something pretty sizable that does not strike me as like oh Bungie's doing like a battle royale clone or something like <laughs> yeah that, i don't know what that project is that, destiny Universe, matter or whatever it's called but that sounds like that could be something potentially very large and maybe m- more than just like the you know smaller scale pvp title that we think it might be
0: yeah yeah i think you're right i think they're going to continue to use destiny to kind of fuel this game machine that they're making right this this larger than one game studio um, which is is super exciting and uh, yeah I think destiny's here to stay I the looter shooter MMO genre certainly is here to stay and destiny is world of Warcraft for that genre so um, yeah I, I think they'll continue to use it to to kind of fuel it and I'm very excited this is great news so uh, obviously a lot to unwrap you guys have any other thoughts before we move on this is sort of a, a lot to go through so it's it's a lot
1: but I guess yeah, like, yeah if we, you guys just mentioned that like they might have like a smaller PvP only type game man <laughs> how, how do how do you how do they message that without just like just royally pissing off the entire pvp community of destiny if like oh. if there's an outcry of like all these problems with destiny's pvp but they release an entire game based around pvp combat that'll be a i
2: think they will i mean if they have multiple projects in the works i can almost guarantee one of them is just a pvp game like i, I don't know yeah. what style of pvp game and I don't know if that'll be out first is like their first project, but I, I would almost guarantee they're working on something like that just based on their, you know, their usual history of strengths. So
0: that wounds me. I really hope you're you know, wrong. Paul. I'm saying you yeah, <laughs> like, should know, like stop, a do, lot of stop
2: development on destiny PVP. I think they have a lot of issues to fix there. Uh, maybe, you know, this season they're at least crawling in the right direction, but you know, stasis remains a problem, but I don't know. People are excited about trials as we speak, like the new weapons they, they put in there are, are pretty cool and things like that. And, the forever battle against cheaters and stuff, I guess. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't think they're just going to abandon PvP entirely. It's just, I get why people have that impression based on the past year or so. Um, mm-hmm. I, I bet we'll hear something about that more in the state of the game. But for now, I, I maybe it's getting a tiny bit better. Um, and people have kind of put their anger aside temporarily. But obviously, those kind of deep-seated issues are still there.
0: Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yep, and we actually, this is a perfect transition. I'll, I'll jump to this one and then go back to our, our pre rate schedule. But uh, some of those issues may have revealed themselves in trials, which uh, returned this past weekend, but... Um, Paul, I know you got in there. I'm not sure if you did, Brian. I actually did not, which is a huge no, really? surprise to everyone. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, the reason was I just am not high enough power. <laughs> I, I would think I was. Uh, I think I was 1280, and then I. I, I oh, that's I talk- fine. That was fine. That's- yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I talked to, to some 50s, of my friends. Man. If you, you wanted you a really? messenger,
2: that was good enough. Yeah, I had a guy who was 1260. Too, so.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, I talked to. I mean, some maybe of my not do go flawless, there. but <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was trying to go flawless. I talked to some of my friends, yeah. and they were like, "Yeah, everyone in there is thirteen hundred to hire. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it next week." So I'll probably I'll do it this, this weekend.
1: You messed up. Did because I? Because it was mm-hmm. yes. Because this week you you just needed to play three games to basically guarantee yourself a messenger, right? Um, and every like a lot of people who don't. So a lot of people just didn't care to to win so you know your first match or two people are just jumping off the cliff like throwing the match just to get themselves to three games finished um so you know that, that was part of it so i jumped in with a couple of people because i i wanted to get a messenger we weren't doing that we weren't throwing the games but and you know and some of them were sweaty but you know every time we reset a card our first match or two was always somebody just I like a team just jumping off the cliff to end the match um so and that kind of that might spark a a different debate and a different topic of a problem with their loot system but you know if you this was the weekend to jump back into trials if you wanted to go for messenger so you you kind of messed
0: up there i mean i'm not worried about it i'll get messenger eventually it'll come back i'm gonna i'm gonna play a lot of trials and i'll probably get the adept version i'm just you know i want to okay yeah what up guys <laughs> you, yeah. don't, you don't know how long that'll take to show up though i I got like Probably. i mean you know
2: me i'm i don't play trials and i'm pretty bad at trials but like i got seven messengers like i did Damn. three wins and the bounty on three characters because that's how much mm-hmm. i wanted to go for it same. and then i got two from token turn-ins and like i got two outlaw desperados and like boy that was worth it like that was totally was game-changing it. yeah um
1: i got the same role
2: yeah and like nice. it's either that a rapid hit or like the the two best ones and like I, Desperado feels like a a cheat code on this thing. Like it's way better than it was on Redrix. Uh, But there's a lot of strong weapons right now. It's not, that's not even necessarily like the trials meta now is Desperado Messenger. Uh, I think it's better in sixes, honestly, but um, it's, I I do not regret going for that at all. This week it's like Astral Horizon at three. So I'm not going to do that because I only really care about the three win with my skill level, but the swords here, the uh, adept hand cannon is here. So those are now all the weapons are kind of in the wild. The hand cannon is supposed to be really good uh, from what I've heard. So
0: yeah maybe i'll go for that but yeah i'm definitely gonna hop in this week but uh what are your guys' thoughts on uh on trials the way you played it obviously uh people jumping off the cliff just to get messenger aside um was the uh i mean you play on pc brian where was there as much cheating uh you know how does it feel yeah lots of cheating okay great (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Paul, did you play on go. PlayStation or? Yeah, I played on PlayStation.
2: So my first okay. group was LFG and I, I just went on the app just to like find a random team. And they're like, uh, the the thing was like, like, we'll die a lot, like going for bounty. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it was a jumping off the cliff team. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, this is really lame. So I left that team and joined a regular team. And it was like a 1308 guy, me at like 1295. And then we had like a 1260 guy and like we were all over the place but we got to three wins we got the bounty and like it was it was fine i guess my, my biggest as as like mister casual trials player my biggest issue with trials right now is how desperately unrewarding it is for anything except the the bounty rewards and the, the the if you can maybe get to the three win like you do not get end of match drops like you do not get uh any sort of drops at the end like you cannot get the playlist specific Weapons, like, it is it is a void. You don't get a token out of loss anymore. They they dramatically overcompensated that whole, like, people are token farming the card early thing by uh, removing tokens from losses. And I guess we can talk about, you know, people jumping off of the map for 20 matches in a row. But, like, honestly, if you do that for one roll for 20 games, give them the drop. I don't even care. <laughs> like, if you're that committed to playing the game in the most inane way possible, go for it. But tr- Trials is just the most unrewarding mode in the game like just play it and it should be the most rewarding to encourage a larger player base to feel like they're not wasting their time because like Mm -hmm. before the bounty even trying to get to three ones could take you six hours and if you didn't get it for whatever reason you could leave with literally nothing because there are no rewards if you lose so i I think that is one aspect they really need to to look into and change that can be overlooked because trials is so focused on wins and streaks but like if they want more normal people to play it which i think they do to make the player population healthier that is one really core aspect that's wrong with it that they have not really they've only made it worse besides the bounty it's it's gotten worse
0: over time so absolutely absolutely Okay. Cool. Well, good thoughts. Um, next, I want to move on to uh, something we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago at our at our uh, last episode of Fireteam Chat, which was uh, the tuning of mouse and keyboard recoil. Um, during this time, Brian, who is now stepping off camera, uh, he some concerns and went on a monologue i love the up close (laughs) on his empty chair um and i would like to give him a chance to eat crow and i don't just mean Oldrin sov so brian would you like to would you like to take the floor
1: i went on a little i went on a little mini tangent last time we were on an episode and i said that maybe like they, they shouldn't do it no I, I, <laughs> yeah I went, on a, I went on a little bit of a tangent and said like hey this might change the way the game feels you know for a larger player base and maybe like changing all these patterns and adding new patterns to weapons might 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 negatively affect it but honestly like when the, when the when the season dropped I didn't read the patch. I hadn't read the patch notes yet, and you know, I played with all these guns. I played with SMGs. I played with hand cannons and all the different weapons. And it didn't even occur to me that there was a mouse and keyboard change at all until I <laughs> until I went, you know, after playing for the for the full day, going reading the patch notes. And I was like, oh, they made adjustments. I didn't notice a damn thing. Now I feel like a jerk. I owe everybody an apology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so,
1: I'm not gonna say sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but, yeah. So yeah. So, so I'm just gonna eat my words. Right. It didn't matter. It didn't affect how I play the game. It's still awesome. It. I. I'm not even really even noticing any of the recoil changes. So,
0: cool. Well, hopefully it made the desired impact that Bungie wanted without affecting the player experience. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's comforting definitely with crossplay play looming um, because I'm a little worried about that. I mean, I'm worried about it regardless because of all the cheaters on PC, but hopefully they'll have a way to divide that player base. Um, but yeah, Paul, did, have you played on mouse and keyboard at all? Or Yeah, well,
2: I, the biggest difference I think is on console. <laughs> and they actually did what Brian said because the, the reduction of screen shake SMGs are now much better on console, mm-hmm. like way better. And I do notice the recoil changes on PC for SMGs a little bit, but like, it, it's not enough to make them bad. And I still use them on PC all the time. It's just, yes, they they shake a little bit now, but SMG on, on, either, on either platform is the only weapon class I can really notice it because the changes were so big. It was like 20, 25% changes. But on PC, it didn't make them anywhere close to unusable, and it's still probably better than console, but console, they feel way more viable than they did before. And I don't even know what else has changed, like fusions, pulses, I I lost track,
0: but nothing else seems remotely bad at all. Cool. Yeah, glad to hear that. Um, Yeah, I I did notice a little bit of change on console, but kind of a positive change. So yeah, I have no complaints here. Um, I'll continue to use submachine guns like once every year. Uh, the but new yeah.
2: submachine gun is so good. The the primary, it's so good. Which don't one? I love
0: that one. Yeah. Well, I forget what's called. Okay. But, um, I, the
2: dang, one
1: from Battle. It's right there. It's right there. Right there on the tip of the tongue. But yeah, I, forget I
0: always it. forget it. I always want the to say of your mind,
2: something like that. But,
0: okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll try it out. Yeah. I've I've not really used submachine guns honestly since Recluse. Like seriously. Really? So I, they, to... I mean, there's
1: still some pretty good ones, and I think this one is a I 900 RPM. So like it it
2: it's. It's a good subject i think machine. it's the best one since reckless honestly you can get like surplus frenzy on it like it's oh you know what i, I did use the, the, the submachine gun
0: go. during yeah. the dawning that was the one the last one that i really used seriously i can't remember the name of it um, it's better
2: than that i'd say yeah for
0: sure the Dawning. Um, oh cold front
2: cold front yeah
0: thank you that's right um anyway uh yeah so th- another thing that was on the uh, 12 that we haven't talked about um i think it was two weeks ago after our last show Um, was the changes they're making to the quest tab. This is sort of a smaller story, but they uh, talked about uh, changing the way quests work so that they're more readable and you can kind of double click on a quest and sort of get more information on it. Um, In my opinion, this is something that, although kind of a smaller quality of life thing, uh, speaks a little bit more broadly to Destiny's ambitions as an RPG. And we talk about a lot on the show about how, uh, you know, Destiny, is not as much of an rpg as it should be or could be um some of us think maybe it should go a little bit deeper um and and uh so i I, i'm personally very excited about this because i think it's easy to forget that destiny 2 actually launched without a quest tab after destiny 1 added one and then they re-added the quest tab and now they're sort of doubling down on it um so i'm very excited to see this um personally and also because uh there are a lot of freaking quests in Destiny right now. If you're like a new light player and you're joining and you just get like a dump of quests, it can be uh, pretty hard to keep up. So um, I'm pretty excited about this. Do you guys have any thoughts? Again, I know it's sort of a smaller thing, but to me, it sort of struck out to me as like, I'm actually kind of jazzed about that. So here we talk about it. Paul, do you have any thoughts?
2: Uh, I'll put this in the like moderately excited. It's good and fine category. Kind of the same as like seasonal challenges. Like it's certainly a positive addition. I don't know if it's something I can personally get super excited about. I mean, I, I think I discovered it by accident. Like I didn't even know they added it and then I, like, I hit the wrong button over a quest and I'm like, oh, what's this screen? Um, I, I do think it can be helpful uh, for newer players who are lost in terms of objectives and, and what reward they're chasing and things like that. And it just, it looks visually nice, but it's not transformative, but it's certainly a good addition to the game and a good quality of life
0: improvement similar to seasonal challenges. Brian, any thoughts as a PVE guy? I, I assume this will be affecting your world a little bit. Yeah, it's it's it,
1: it's I think it's fine. I mean, what Paul said, right? I think I feel like it's it's going to be mostly for like new light players who are who are lost and don't know what they're doing and don't know where to go. Whereas, you know, like us, we're seasoned players. So like when we get a new quest, we you know we're we're automatically like attuned to know where we need to go. Right. So we're not really ever really confused without that quest screen. Um so, because you know we've just had so many years without that type of that type of guidance, so we already really know where to go. I mean, it's 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 nice to have. It's it's a really sleek and clean looking UI. Um, so it, it has a lot of very valuable information on there for people who who just need that extra nudge to like know where they need to be going. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's it, it's a really good addition. I like it. It's cool.
0: Cool. Uh, yeah, th- I think that's all we have to say on that one. Uh, Next, I wanted to talk about the new strikes. And by new, I mean the old ones. Uh, Devil's Lair uh, returned. Uh, I think some of you guys probably played that. So we'll talk about that first, and then we'll talk about the weirdness of the Fallen Saber strike. So it strikes um, but, uh, plural, but... <laughs> stri- strikes plural with a huge Asterix. asterisk. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what did you guys think about, uh, Brian? What did you think about the Devil's Lair making its glorious
1: return? And it was a glorious return. That is a great way to put it. It like if you like the first time I played it was in the nightfall because you, it wasn't I tried finding it in the rotation of the normal strikes and you couldn't access it on the directory. You can now this week. You can just load up uh Cosmodrome and launch Devil's Lair, but you couldn't last week. Um, but man, like playing that on like a 1230 or a 1270 Nightfall feels really good. The enemy density in that strike is fantastic and you know all the way through. And when you get to that boss fight, and like, and you trigger Sepix to start the encounter, they chose the 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 Sepix redo, Redux, how do you say that word? Um, <laughs> music that they introduced in Rise of Iron when it was Sepix perfected. That was his name. That's right. In that, mm-hmm. yes. re, that, that that strike, yeah. So it's it's that really kind of just like rock metal Sepix Prime music. Uh, version of that song and it's really cool and it really hypes up that that boss encounter even though like now you can kind of just you know just melt that boss pretty quickly but you know leading up to it it's it's such a really good strike and kind of just like reminds you of like that the devil's lair was like the the strike like when you think about strikes and destiny it was always devil's lair for me and like this kind of just reminded me of that even though we're in destiny 2 now years on from destiny 1 that that strike still holds up true as like the pinnacle of what
0: destiny strikes should be it's a pretty pretty strong recommendation uh paul you have any thoughts on this uh oldie yeah but I, mean, goodie? I came in as,
2: as something of a skeptic with these reprise strikes especially sepix like it's the first destiny strike so i'm like okay i know what sepix is i know how it's going to feel to run but it doesn't feel the same. Like, it's this, it's the same old areas and stuff, but what Brian was saying is right, is, is the enemy density, again, this is something that they have, like, dialed up to a crazy degree this season. I think it was, I was watching a data video where he said it has more enemy density. Like, it is physically smaller. It's, like, three rooms, essentially, than almost every other strike, and yet it has way more enemies than, like, the Corrupted mm-hmm. or uh, Scarlet Keeper, like, any of those huge, expansive strikes, because I do feel like those strikes are kind of just going through these enormous zones, killing like eight enemies at a time. <laughs> and like, it just, it never feels that hard or frenetic or anything, unless you just dump a bunch of champions in there. But, you know, for the Nightfall, even the regular version, just would the the quintessential area is is I think the tank battlefield, where it mm-hmm. it truly feels like a battlefield. Like it is a massive space. There are many, many clusters of enemies everywhere, not just one. Like there are swarms of enemies surrounding the tank itself. There are brigs now they put in, and then in, in the nightfall, there's champions. So, like, it is, it really feels like the, the kind of firefight that we don't see in a lot of strikes. Um, a lot of the old strikes, remember, were, were designed with double primaries in mind and like limited heavy ammo. So, I don't think they they thought they could have maybe as many enemies, or maybe it's, you know, the next gen upgrades in the game's engine evolving over time. And now they're able to do more stuff like that. But you can really feel it. And, like, yeah, I have my issues with like, it's kind of weird to have a six-year-old story in a strike coming back. And yet that's sort of how all strikes work. And we have dead Cade talking to us and things like that. So yep. I'm not going to like, I would rather have the strike than not have the strike, even if mm-hmm. this, they couldn't find a way to like integrate the story. Like it's not ideal, but I get it and it is worth having it over not having it. And that will probably be you over Fallen Saber too. If 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 that arrives and that has yes. similar kind of enemy, enemy density uh, that, that we saw here. So I'm, whenever that arrives, I'm curious to see how that goes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for those of you that, that haven't been reading like uh, the Twitter uh, destiny feed or, or what, what have you uh, fallen saber was supposed to be added with uh, the season of the chosen and Wait, is that this? Yes, Season of the Chosen. Um, God, I'm so bad at getting my seasons confused. Um, and uh, and it, it curiously just did not show up in the playlist. So nobody's really sure what happened to it, but I, I guess it's just mistakenly not being added. Um, but it does lead into another news item that happened while we are gone that I think is, is fairly interesting, which is uh, Bungie announced that they're not going to be adding the rest of the Cosmodrome into the game. Uh, which was something that they had said they were going to do earlier, and they basically just said, "Hey, look, uh, it was going to take too many resources. We have other priorities. We're not doing it." Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense logically that if you know if it's taking too much resources and it's not worth whatever you're going to gain out of it. I mean, we didn't really gain a lot out of them adding the areas in the cosmodrome we have back now so um i definitely see the argument for like hey maybe maybe we shouldn't put our our resources into this but what do you guys think about this decision and what what do you think it means for the future of taking stuff out of the vault and adding it back uh brian uh
1: honestly like if 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 that holds true right if 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 the reason they didn't put rocket yards as a patrol zone in in the cosmodrome um be, is because they it's going to take too many resources and they need it, those resources to build newer content, I'm fine with it, right? Like, you know, you think you think about like what it might take because they would have to stitch that entire area because yes, the area exists in the game, but it can't be as easy as like drag and drop into the Cosmodrome and suddenly you can sparrow to it. I, I There's, you know, I'm not a game developer or an engineer, so I don't know what it takes to make all of that happen. So I doubt this is a case of being lazy right Bungie wanted this to happen they wanted they wanted the Cosmodrome to be fully fleshed out um you know this year so it's not that just like you know what we don't want to do it anymore screw that it's it's clear that they want to take that to make something else and if that's the case then by all means like do what you gotta do to you know I'd rather I'd rather have newer experiences than have one more patrol zone on Cosmodrome to not patrol you know because are we really patrolling the cosmodrome right now as it is like it it's it's inconsequential to be honest it's like you know i'd rather
0: have new stuff agreed yeah I'm, I'm on that same team as well uh paul how about you
2: yeah i don't, I don't care what, what what would the point have been of bringing the other space in like it is kind of weird that you can go there in a strike and you can't go there and patrol but like we didn't use the existing stuff for anything other than new light in one other strike And if they had no plans to use the other half of the Cosmodrome, I'm like, I can't even remember what's in the other half off the top of my head. So like, if there's no plan to use that for anything consequential, what's it going to be? Just public events and like the enemy is moving against each other moments. Like I I don't see a reason to do that. And generally speaking, yeah, I agree that you should have more focus on new experiences. I think that is obviously the best use of resources. I think there are, are targeted times where bringing back old content makes sense. The original Cosmodrome coming back last season was like, okay, whatever. But now we can kind of see that bearing fruit with, okay, it gave us three new strikes. Uh, Sephix Prime coming back is really cool that, you know, they did a good job uh, kind of reinvigorating that. So that, that was worth it. But like the other half of the, the Cosmodrome, not worth it. Vault of Glass, probably going to be worth it. All of Venus, probably not worth it. So I, I think they kind of have to take it on a case by case basis and, if bringing back like targeted strikes and specific raids and things like mean just like maybe slivers of those areas or even just standalone instances that you can't patrol, I'd say that's probably worth it to do rather than being like, okay, let's rebuild the entire dreadnought for some reason, like in the, you know, if you don't need to do that. So I, I, I agree with them that this is probably ultimately the right way to go about this i think the problem is messaging they should have told us this, like two months ago i think they forgot they had promised this, us this for this season <laughs> until people brought it. i forgot i forgot that they had said it'll be hit d1 parody because they now said in like june of last year mm-hmm. yeah it was a while post about it and, like i had totally forgotten about that so i bet they forgot about it too and they could have told us earlier and that would have been great but i don't i don't care about the decision itself and i think that's probably the right call
0: Yep. Yeah, I'm with you guys totally. I think prioritize new content first. I don't really know why they're adding so much of the Cosmodrome back anyway, because what I really care about is the activities, not really the patrol zone. I definitely don't care about there being yet another material that I'm expected to get. Uh, Spin metal, thank you. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I I think new content should take priority, and and it, it does. The one thing that makes me kind of tilt my head a little bit is. I didn't realize it took that much effort to bring an old zone back into this new game and it kind of makes me scared for like i mean i know nothing about development so you know i'm not trying to be an r developer it just seems crazy to me that it takes that much uh, work to add a new zone in. everything takes more work than you think is the answer yeah to that question. I, i'm and sure yeah, that's true and so that that makes me a little scared about how much time they're putting into this vaulted content rather than developing new stuff because for me i had originally thought like oh you know if they're pulling stuff out of the vault it must be fairly easy for them to do versus building new stuff um you know re- bringing back a vault of glass and cosmodrome and all that now i'm sort of wondering all right well if it really takes that much effort to bring it back like why are they doing it at all like is that where the priority should be so that's a little bit of an eyebrow raise for me but again uh it's probably a balance I trust Bungie they they probably know what they're doing they definitely know more than me when it comes to development um so not totally worried
1: about well to to add to that real quick like you got to think about like you know when they're bringing back vaulted content they're skipping the entire the entire art phase and design of all that right which I gotta imagine takes a long time right? When they're adding Cosmodrome into Destiny 2, they didn't have to conceptualize what that play space looks like. So, you know, I'm sure that cuts a significant time out of development to add those spaces in. But yeah, I mean, like, like I said, who knows how much time it takes to, to take that area that's already in the game and stitch it into the shared world so that you can sparrow to it from, from steps or, you know, wherever that, uh, the, uh, divide,
0: I think is where the, uh, where that links into on Cosmodrome, but yeah, I don't know. Right. Okay. Uh, I think we got through most of the news that we've been, we've missed for the past two weeks. Um, the last thing that was on the TWAB yesterday was, uh, iron banners coming back next week. Do we care?
2: Yeah, no The guns are hanging. good. The new guns. Oh, are good. oh,
0: we got a yes and a no. Well, this is perfect. So As Paul, soon as I get a you first. halfway decent time
2: worn spire, I hear the I hear the SMGs good too. I think Time War is a rapid fr- rapid frame uh, pulse. So we haven't had one of those in years. Isn't so the scout rifle? No, Time or, isn't yeah. Time War a pulse?
1: No, 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 no. I thought the scout rifle was coming next week, and not the um, not the uh, pulse rifle. I could be. I I might have read it wrong. There's if an SMG it's,
2: it's, and a rifle.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I thought it was scout, a scout, but rifle I, rifle I mean, if it's sure, if it's pulse, then great. But uh, yeah. Uh, He's Googling. While he's, he's Googling, Googling, Googling. Brian, Brian, He's coming with yeah. receipts. <laughs> okay, all right. You got receipts. All right.
2: It's rapid fire pulse. Okay, so yes.
1: <laughs> I just want the hand cannon because I want another 120. Steady uh, hands. Yeah, yeah we, steady, we need, we need, we need steady more hands, steady but... hands
2: in Crucible. That's definitely something we need.
1: So, I didn't get one last time Iron Banner
2: was oh, around. Then, yeah, you're really uh, out of luck. I have one that's like the, the grip one and then moving target and then I put like a targeting adjuster. Like the thing just pulls you on console. Like it's it's crazy, like, how how much aim assist you can get with that perk. There's a new perk, too. I think it's less stability, but more range, iron something or another. Yes, that's um, right. They added the iron perk. There's no new armor, <laughs> obviously. Get a new shader, maybe. That's about it, but...
0: uh yeah, but it sounds I mean. like you guys are motivated by the rewards to sort of log in and, and do some uh, Iron Banner. That's I mean that's how it that's should be comforting. right.
2: I yeah. <laughs> I, wa- I I want them to have Iron Banner Umbral Engrams, but the way the Umbral system currently looks, that does not seem likely. So if you're going to bring back Umbral Engrams and Iron Banner is going to have the worst farming system in the game for 3 years, like you got to you got to update yeah. it because like I mean you, it is so annoying to try and go for rolls of anything. Like you're lucky if you just get a drop of something half That's, the time yeah. through an entire iron banner which is nuts that kind of speaks in droves honestly
1: about how this season is going too with world loot right like you got you got shacks uh, uh zavala and the Drifter all share like the same world loot like it's crazy to me that like if you're ranking up infamy in, in gambit that you you don't have a chance at the bottom dollar you only have a chance for it in you know at the end of a gambit match resetting infamy rake you don't have a chance at it you know getting rank up passages from infamy you don't get it And so it's like so iron banner is kind of i guess in that unique position where it's like you know at least at least when you 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 can target those two weapons when you're playing iron banner but man i guess that's a different topic how can talk you about target those
2: two weapons though you can't, <laughs> you know, target, those right. you can't target
1: those two weapons yes but i i, I think at least Shax isn't gonna you're not gonna turn in a token from Shax and you're not gonna get a crappy you know
2: oh because yeah, you mean the general shared pool yeah no, yeah yeah the general,
1: general world loot pool is something that shacks or not shacks um um jesus out
0: salad and is not going to have yeah. all that world loot stuff in it so at least that's nice. yep yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm going to log on I, to, to do uh, Iron Banner. It's actually one of the events that historically I've liked the most, but just recently it's sort of been like, all right, no new armor, no real new weapons, uh, you know, I'll pass. So I would also really like it if they would give some seasonal challenges uh, for next week to be Iron Banner based. Um, I don't know what their stance is yet on uh, weekly challenges kind of build, built into activities that happen during the season. My guess is it won't do it because uh one of the things we've learned is that seasonal challenges can be completed even if it's not during that active week so i don't think that they will do that but i, I would kind of like it i, I should yeah, yeah How many should. Iron
2: banners? there's gonna be like four iron banners so like exactly you can, and you don't have to complete every challenge to get the final reward. you need like three quarters of the challenges so if you want to yeah. skip it you can like i this think we should do it for sure yeah, yeah this and
1: last you. week had um two crucible challenges this week it's showdown right next week you can't yeah. complete that challenge right there was latin last week it was mayhem you can't complete that challenge this week because mayhem it'll, is be in the playlist. Yeah. it'll be back so yeah i mean i think they, they could add an iron banner challenges but the thing is it's like all of the challenges for the season have leaked there's like a google doc floating Ooh. around with all the challenges oh there. i haven't
2: seen them it's it's you
1: know, there. so I, don't, I haven't read all of them so i don't know um okay but yeah like the, and also you know side note they sta- they uh they're retroactive so you can kind of like complete them ahead of time if you some want of them to. are but yeah some are some are retroactive Yeah,
0: interesting cool well that's something to look forward to i think we got through everything unless you guys have some other stuff you wanted to We're talk about so long well, it got dark here <laughs> i know i noticed you turned on I'm that like, lamp it's so like it's spooky lighting now cool uh so let's move on to our bungee please i hope you guys uh prepared oh crap i did do one
2: one. yeah i have one all right
0: let's start with you paul while brian uh goes through his laundry list of things he doesn't like okay Uh, um this is a very kind
2: of complicated one it's both complicated and simple and my bungee please is bungee please like do something with like normal armor because right now there is just there is a zero percent chance that any armor from a non-powerful or non high stat source is not going to be like an instant dismantle. Like once you're, you're at the level cap, like there's an entire row of umbral engrams here where you can focus it into like a helmet or boots or something from the season. And it is like guaranteed not to be above 60 essentially. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why does that exist at all? Like what, what, what is the purpose of any armor that is dropping that low? Because every time you see that, And if it's not from like a a prime engram or something you know can drop high set armor like you know it is going to be an instant dismantle and that is like 75 percent of all armor drops so i and then you know once transmogs here then there's even even less of a reason like maybe you're willing to sacrifice some stats for that you know that one helmet you really like uh but once uh transmogs here you won't even need to do that so I, i think they still have some things to figure out with armor well, I think weapons are in a really good place right now. The perks are great, and like armor mods are are fun, and you know th- those have been fine. But like actual armor pieces as drop, like as things that drop, are very strange, and it's just absolute trash. Just so much of the time where it doesn't even have a chance of being good. So,
0: yeah, that's a really good one, uh, Brian. Do you have yours, or should I do mine now? Oh, he's got one. All right,
2: <laughs> catalysts. There
1: are mm. so many Ooh. exotics that still don't have catalysts it, it it pains me when there's a when there's a when there's an exotic weapon like thorn um that you can't you can't even at the bare minimum make orbs with um, i really hope this wasn't already said in one of our other past ones but like we need um at the very least to be able to just master work up um exotic weapons that don't have catalysts so we can make orbs with them you know as we can with just legendary ones so even if a catalyst just allows me to make masterwork orbs that's it i think their priority instead of just releasing every new exotic with a catalyst to go back and like all right how do we how do we add a catalyst for anarchy how do we add one for thorn you know how do we add one for all of these exotics that don't have a catalyst so that way they can see more playtime, just for the Sole reason that they can make masterwork orbs that uh i think that needs to happen
0: also a very good one yeah you guys have very good bungee pleases uh so my bungee please this week i did something different um i'm i'm playing with members of our fireteam chat listening community and this week i played with somebody called uh, cletus mometus on xbox uh and he had a very good bungee please that i wanted to feature on the show which was a a really great nitpick uh if any of you guys have ever been in the tower and standing near the vault you'll know that sometimes when you are trying to equip a weapon you will instead accidentally store it into the vault even if you're not interacting with the vault you're just standing hundreds near enough to hundreds it hundreds of times yes this <laughs> happens to players all the time uh it was one of those things where as soon as he mentioned it i immediately went like oh my god like that has annoyed me so many times over the years so my oh, bunch two- what is happening so in, in <laughs> when you're standing near the vault in not the tower interacting with it and you're not interacting with it if you go into your inventory and you try to equip a weapon it will instead store it in the vault
2: it's not like a bug it's like if you're in your vault and you're moving stuff back and forth and you take something out of the vault your first instinct is to equip it but then by exactly. doing that you just put it back in the vault because you're still yes. technically in the menu right that yes exactly yeah
0: that happens all the time so uh my bungee pleases Make use of another button. Like, it shouldn't be A for both. Like, just change it so that I don't have to accidentally. I, I'm trying to equip a weapon and I accidentally put it into my vault, and then I have to go into my vault for four minutes and fish it out again. And then I make the same exact mistake a second time. Uh, I don't want to do that. So, uh, that's my Bungie Please for this week. Bungie Please. Uh, and if you would like to uh, game with me, I'm Ty Guy Travis on Xbox, PlayStation, Steam. So, uh, if you want to play with me and, and submit your Bungie Please while we play, I'm happy to hear your gripes, moans, and complaints. Um, that is uh, Fireteam Chat for this week. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed, thanks for listening. And we'll be back in two weeks to continue to talk about Season of the Chosen and the other stuff that maybe more surprises uh, happen in between then. Uh, Paul Tassi, where can they find you? Uh, at Twitter, um, at Paul Tassi.
2: Google me for my Forbes articles. And I'm pretty much doing daily YouTube videos now, so you can
0: find me there. I've noticed, they're great. Uh, Brian, how about you?
1: uh everywhere brian x bang that is it awesome yeah instagram that's it and you you can find
0: me uh at TyGuyTravis travis and you can also read my articles on ign this week i did a preview for an upcoming game that was featured on the nintendo direct uh called knockout city which is a cool like dodgeball game that i actually had a lot of fun playing so you can read that on ign.com uh that's it everybody thanks for listening and watching and until next time guardians Guardians
1: out. out